This is a special coverage of the Radio Plasma podcast. During the third week of March of 2017, the city of Holyoke hosted a series of community activities of historic relevance for the Puerto Rican community about the nationalist group known as the Young Lords Party. This event included screenings of the documentary Palante, Siempre Palante, telling the story of the Young Lords from 1969 until its decline in 1976, and readings and book signings of the book Through the Eyes of Rebel Woman by Iris Morales, former member of the Young Lords. With events at the Holyoke Public Library, Holyoke Community College, and El Mercado on Main Street, Iris Morales connected with the local Puerto Rican community of Holyoke and shared her experiences and knowledge of social activism and organization. This special coverage of Radio Plasma captured the presentation by Iris Morales at El Mercado previous to the screening of her documentary Palante, Siempre Palante, as the closing event of this series of activities that also included lectures at Hampshire College in Amherst and Smith College in Northampton. Listen to Iris Morales at El Mercado in Holyoke, Massachusetts. They said the community activists would like to meet with you, but they can meet with you on Friday. <laughs> and so, of course, when they said community activists, I said, but of course. <laughs> And then they said, they thought about it afterwards, they said, maybe we're going to wear her down, you know, because I'm over 65. <laughs> I don't say this too much, but I figure that I have earned the right to say that I am 68 years old. <laughs> Last year I had an illness and I recovered, and so I feel like I have a second life. And so, instead of it making me more, you know, reserved, it made me more bold. <laughs> and that's why the title of my book is Through the Eyes of Rebel Women. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know Que yo no soy la única rebelde aquí. So I want to hear some noise from las otras rebeldes that are in the house. Definitivamente. Now I want to hear some noise from the supporters of las rebeldes. Okay. Because I know that we got some allies in these brothers. You know, last night I introduced two great feminist men who had been responsible for um, helping put this event together, as well as my feminist sisters. And some people think that men cannot be feminist. I disagree. I raised a feminist son. And I'm sure a lot of the mothers in this room have raised feminist sons. I also know, and I learned it through heartache and heartbreak, 
that every woman is not my sister. And that is something that we have to admit. And because we're in a moment right now, and I was so happy that Maria me llevó, me dio la vuelta por ahí la comunidad, and I have felt like, wow, you know, like I'm home. And anytime I come any place, especially a community like this, I say, wow, I wish I could be here, be community organizing, creating problems for the administration, making trouble. Because <laughs> it's not fair that we have to live in this kind of housing. When you see this documentary, you see that 40 years ago, we were living like that and we were fighting that. And if I told you that I'm 68, I just told you 40, 50 years ago, we were fighting this, you know, we were kids. And so that our struggle is a struggle, it, it involves everybody. And I was saying to Maria, this is a good moment, Maria, because after the Trump election, people are a little bit more awake. Actually, people are a lot more awake. And, and, and what, what we need to do is to work together. We have our differences. That's okay. We used to say unity, struggle, unity. What happens sometimes that I see is that people feel that if they have differences, they walk away. Or they say, I can't work with you. Instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna try and resolve. And I said last night, the only time that we have a difference that we cannot reconcile, that means that we cannot bridge, is with the ruling capitalist class. The reason for that is because they want our labor for cheap and we don't want to be cheap. But any other difference that we have is a difference among the people. Even the machismo, we got to struggle with our brothers. Even the racism, we got to struggle with each other. Recognize our white privilege. Yo soy una más clarita puertorriqueña and I have white privilege, but that has not stopped me from fighting racism among Puerto Ricans and among Latinos. And it has not stopped me from fighting racism with whites. But we have to see where we can unite because these are times that these forces are more powerful than all of us. Some people like to say, I said Trump is un estupido. No? And no, he's estupido. Why is he in the White House? Controls everything in the world now. And they're going to put 54 billion, 54 billion into the military budget as if they didn't have enough. And he's eliminating deals on the And he's taking away everything. 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 So that means that we are in a, in a dire situation, which calls for us to come together. Now, the day before Trump, 
we were actually in a bad situation too. So what Trump did was he gave us a little bit of a wake, wake up call. Because we don't want to return to the day before Trump. Does anybody here want to go to the day before Trump? No, nobody. What we want, what I call it now is dumb Trump plus plus. And let's save the planet at the same time. That's what we want. So what we need is to really imagine the world we want to see. That's what the Young Lords did, the Black Panthers. The 60s was a worldwide movement. It was worldwide. And it changed everything. Some, some, somebody said to me the other day, do you think that the 60s, that your movement was successful? <laughs> and I said, we changed everything. Everything was changed. The relationship between men and women, a lot of colonial uh, um, powers had to leave the countries that they were colonizing. We changed the culture. Did we win everything? No. But recently, somebody gave me a quote, and I've been using a lot because I, um, it just resonated with me. Because it says, "It says, let me get it right. Give me a second." The present. The present is not independent. Among the organizations that you know. Yay! We got the sound going. But I'm going to finish this thought. The present is not independent of the past, okay? So I love that quote because sometimes we act like our history started yesterday or that our issues started yesterday. We don't recognize that we have survived slavery. We survived the Middle Passage. We survived Jim Crow. We survived the invasion of Puerto Rico by the United States. We have survived a lot of shit. Excuse me. Yeah. We survived Nixon. You all may, some of you are too young to remember Nixon. We survived McCarthy, Watergate, Reagan. And we even survived some of the bullshit of Obama. If truth be told, I mean, we, we all loved, I mean, we had a lot of conflict with Obama. You know, we loved that he was a black man, and it was very symbolic for us for him to become the president of the United States, but he had a lot of shit to him, too. And that's okay. We can feel conflicted about our polit politicals because, in actuality, the real power that we need to rely on now is the power of the people. Right? Because what has happened since the 60s movements is that we've been relying on the politicians. And the truth is that a lot of my uh, compañeros of that movement became Democrats. So, and that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. So we have a lot of tools at our disposal that we need to begin to 
employ, that we begin need to use. First and foremost is our organizing capacity. We all work someplace. We need to organize our workplaces because what's really gonna hurt the capitalist class and we get them in the pocketbook. We hit the economic system. We need to be aware of that. Um, unions have gone down. ¿Qué pasó con las uniones? Muchos de ellos se vendieron también. We had a strong, and this country has a strong history of labor activism. Anybody heard of the Wobblies? They were my favorite. <laughs> Excelente, excelente. So that's what we need to do is we need to get back to the organizing where we are at. I've been talking a lot about lo que yo llamo rootedness. Que eso, las raíces. Where are you rooted? Because a lot of uh, young people, sometimes our young people go to the university and they get lost. Last night I was saying to them, I was asking them, have you read this? Do you know that? They would say no. I said, what the hell are they teaching you in this university? <laughs> Rootedness. Nuestras raíces. What are you passionate about? Where do you work? You know, what's important to you in your community? Where do you live? We have plenty of issues right now. We just talked about how this government is going to cut all the services. All of us are going to be hurting. The power that we have is our unity and working together. Now, that, that's not easy. How many com community organizers in the house? <laughs> community organizing is, is hard. You agree? It's very hard, but it's a good time because people are open and people recognize that we need each other. That's the only way that we're going to survive is, is by working together. And I've been talking a lot about, I've been talking a lot about a couple of things. Um, one of them is that we need to train, train our young people. Because we need to work. I was talking to uh, one of my feminist brothers last night, and I was saying we need to work. Uh, we need to work among the people that are most ready to be active. And then I said, because we've got a long line of folks, and we can't start from the end of the line. We got to start from the beginning of the line and replicate ourselves so that then people can help with the organizing of everybody. Because sometimes I think we, we feel like we have to do it all and we can't. We have to learn strategy. We have to be strategic. The Young Lords, the Black Panthers, there's a reason why the FBI called the Black Panther Party the biggest internal threat to the United States. The, they influenced everybody. The African-American struggle in this country
has influenced everything. And the rights that have been achieved, we have all benefited. And that's why I believe that if we work among the poorest and most disenfranchised among us, it lifts everybody. What's that saying? What's that saying? Uh, something about a boat and lifting? The rising tide lifts all boats. You hear that? A rising tide lifts all boats. And the Panthers, what happened with the Panther Party was that the ruling forces, the government, I don't know how to else to describe them, but the people that own all the capital, the capitalists, some people tell me, don't use those words. I said, well, I don't want to be selling a, a social justice book for dummies. <laughs> I believe that you can tell the people the truth and that you have to tell people the truth. And you gotta, if people don't know the words, then we learn the words, we teach each other the words. And 40 years ago we were saying capitalism was a declining system and we talked about the expansion of the United States and colonies and all of that. And it became language, everybody, you know, you go to a party, people talking about US imperialism. Como se that? We educated each other and then something happened with the school system, I don't know what, we were dumbed down. They were selling us uh, something, curriculum for dummies. <laughs> Common Core, yeah, Common Core. Common Core and quantification. Who can get the highest grade? You know, numbers games. And if you don't meet the numbers, then you wind up on the receivership. And that becomes an excuse so that you can set up some charter schools and privatize education so that then all the resources go outside and poor children are not don't, are left with nothing. Does that sound like a familiar story here? It's happening all over, but it's glaring to me when they showed me what they took me on this tour and they showed me what was happening there. It was so glaring. Because sometimes you lose sight of these things in a big city. But it's glaring. And so I say, this community is ready. For, and you got some people here that have history. And this is going to be my last point. I'm getting the like, okay, we're ready for the film. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> The, 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 because it's important for us to understand history. When you don't know your history, you're lost. You know, I uh, was in a relationship with uh, this man and he was in an accident. And <laughs> I don't mean that he, I put him in an accident. <laughs> 
No, this is serious. I'm sorry. I, I must have misspoken because he was hit by a car and he wound up with a major brain injury and uh, he lost his memory. And it, it became very real to me what happens when you can't remember stuff. So that he was put in a, in a place to live where he had to be supervised 24 hours a day because maybe if he put the coffee pot on, he would forget and burn the house down. So I use that as a metaphor for why we need to know history. Because if we don't know our own history, we might burn our own house down. So with that, I'm going to show the film, and then I'll talk a little bit. And thank you for giving me some energy. And You're listening to Iris Morales at El Mercado in Holyoke, Massachusetts, as part of the series of activities related to her book, Through the Eyes of Rebel Woman, and the film screening of the documentary Palante, Siempre Palante. For Radio Plasma in Holyoke, Massachusetts, I'm Johan Rashi Vega.